If you listen to the socialists and the communists, this is all they have to say about what is coming to the Democratic Party and its current leadership. The tired, tired, old Democratic Party that is beholden to big money. We are winning race after race. We're winning the war of ideas. We're winning over the people. The people were already there. And it's about time, my friends, that we have more people holding office who share our values and our ideas. I mean, this is how crazy, this is how crazy it is how, how much we're winning. We've got Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi on board pushing our agenda. This $3.5 trillion bill, Bernie wrote it, Biden backs it, and we're winning. <laughs> That's the good news. Dealing with crime and a gang problem is something that people in New York City uh, have been dealing with since New York City became a city. It's not something that is terribly new. Eric Adams had a interesting method where he decided that he was going to meet with the gang members. For the sitting mayor of New York, or the would-be mayor, to meet with organized crime groups, that would be something that would be unprecedented something that has not been heard of. Sure, it's happened over time, but could you imagine LaGuardia meeting with the Lambino, Gambinos, with uh, Lucky Luciano and all these groups? It would have probably led to prosecution by uh, the then Attorney General, um, who would have been at that time, uh, you know, very, very upset with any such discussion. But let's listen to what is said about it by Curtis Sliwa, who is making a point of contention that crossing the line between the city hall and crime is something that should never be done and would not be done under his leadership of the city should he be elected. And uh, I wanted to dedicate this time trying to follow up on what my adversary, my opponent, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams said on The Breakfast Club just uh, yesterday morning in discussing how he would keep uh, public safety uh, in New York City and what groups he would get involved in the process. He reached a point where he started using street terminology, street euphemisms, things that I'm well aware of and I think other people in some sectors of the city are aware of, but I think in other areas, they probably never heard references to gang leaders with bodies. Gang leaders with bodies is very clear. It means gang leaders who've killed. That's how they earn that mark. If you look at organized crime, if you look at the Gambinos, the Genovese, the Lucases, the Colombos, the Bananos, they have what they call made men. These are men who, for the most part, have to kill somebody in order to earn that status. And I, I equate no difference between members of organized crime and members of street gangs. In fact, I've dealt with both my whole life. I think my credentials are solid in this. As people know, on June 19th in 1992, on the orders of John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr., the Gambino crime family shot me five times with hollow point bullets. I was lucky to survive and then eventually went through a long 
criminal court process that involved John Gotti Jr. and the shooter, Michael Iannotti of myself, a, a hitman for the Carrazzo group of the Gambino crime family, ironically, who came out of Canarsie where I was born and raised. So I'm well familiar with organized crime activity, having been the victim of that. And I'm probably even more familiar with street gang activity because I've dealt with it, not just here in New York City for the 42 years that I've led the Guardian Angels after creating it on February 13th of 1979, but in all the other cities that I have Guardian Angel chapters where we've seen how cities deal with gang members who are domestic terrorists, they're a threat to society. They cause people in areas that they control, and they literally control these areas, to go into solitary confinement, especially senior citizens. For an example, in a public housing complex not far from here, the Upper West Side, the Frederick Douglass houses off 102nd, there are senior citizens who are afraid to come out. They are subjected to solitary confinement because gang members are having continual shootouts with their rivals revenge shootings, drive-by shootings, and this is systemic now throughout the city. So when Eric Adams was talking about how he wanted to get gang leaders with bodies involved in the process of getting guns off the streets and fighting gangs, I said, that's an oxymoron. Gang leaders with bodies, gang leaders who have killed. And then he said, in addition, he's met with gang leaders with bodies who are awaiting how their court process will be adjudicated. So right there, my, my radar went up and I said, wow, he had never said anything like this before. Had he talked about this in the primaries or had it been uh, given some attention during his eight years as Brooklyn Borough President, I'm sure he would have had to have given more information. And so far, after saying that and me bringing it out as the first point of the debate, talking about crime and public safety, he has yet to adequately address it. We would need to know who did you meet with Eric Adams? You're talking gang leaders who have killed. When did you meet with them? What gangs did you meet with? Where did you meet with them? is so important as we move towards the final count of the votes on November 2nd, because to date, Eric Adams has chosen not to meet with any of the police unions, not to meet with them, but he's met with killer gang members, which defies logic. And he wants to incorporate them in a public safety program. Well, I would say to Eric, I think I have more experience in this area than he does because he has been located in New York City and obviously dealing with Brooklyn problems. I've had guardian angels all over the country and I've recruited gang members into the ranks of the guardian angels, but not killers, not gang leaders. Very difficult to get them back into some normalcy, especially when they've tasted the opportunity to be leaders and to steal and rob and take advantage of so many of the people not only in their neighborhood, but those who are lower echelon gang members themselves. We look to Los Angeles in the aftermath of Rodney King, what transpired. Everybody brought the Bloods and Crips together, 
They all made the sign of peace. They shook hands and violence continued to skyrocket between the various subsets of the two most prominent gangs in Los Angeles and Los Angeles County, the Bloods and the Crips. We look to what happened in 2015 after Freddie Gray died in police custody in Baltimore. There was a riot. There was an insurrection. And so what did the local officials and police do? They brought Bloods and Crips to City Hall. And they had a photo opportunity in which Bloods and Crips promised, promised that they would put down their guns, promised that they would kill no more. Obviously, that was a promise that was never, ever achieved. Uh, they refer to Baltimore as Body Bag City because these gangs and other gangs within the city of Baltimore, now in the county of Baltimore, have increased the number of homicides. And then let's look at Chicago, which has the highest number of gangs in America, the highest number of murders. They are the crime capital. Nobody doubts that. Someone who Eric Adams was very familiar with and actually praised him in the early 90s, Louis Farrakhan, head of the Nation of Islam, every year brings gang members from Chicago to his annual Savior's Day celebration. It's an annual event. And the two most prominent gangs there, in fact, they have affiliates now all over the country, including here in New York. It is the, uh, I would say, the epicenter of gang activity going back to Al Capone, who actually invented the drive-by shootings there during the Depression and Prohibition. But they have people, they have folks, they have black gangster disciples, they have vice lords. And every year they're brought out onto a stage and they pledge to put down the guns, they're gonna cease and desist from shooting their fellow gang members and innocents who happen to be in the line of gunfire. And each and every year, the same thing happens and the body count increases. The number of gangs continue to rise and they control whole parts of Chicago, as we can see on a regular basis. So why, if this has not worked in Los Angeles, it has not worked in Baltimore. It has not even worked with a man that Eric Adams was not only familiar with, but was praising for his efforts in bringing public safety to urban areas in the 90s, Louis Farrakhan. He hasn't been successful. It hasn't been successful anywhere in America. Why is it that Eric Adams, as part of his overall public safety program to bring down gang violence, gun violence, would actually incorporate, in his own words, gang leaders with bodies, gang leaders with bodies pending the criminal uh, turn of their, their, the judicial process in their cases. All this does is elevate gangs. It puts them on a pedestal. Having dealt with gang leaders and gang members, they will then return to the streets, the neighborhoods they control, and they will say, look, we got it like that. The mayor meets with us. So let me give you a hypothetical if in fact, Eric Adams wins on January 2nd and becomes our next mayor. We do know now that the Bloods control Rikers Island. They control whole sections. Everybody agrees. The gangs will tell you that. The correctional officers will tell you that. They control whole tiers. Now imagine they decided they were gonna take over the island, which they could. They could at any moment. They control so much of it. And they were to demand a meeting with Eric Adams, the newly anointed mayor. Would he go down to the rock and meet with them? 
many of them who are, quote, gang leaders with bodies. I would say he's setting a very bad precedent. Not only is he legitimizing them, he's elevating them in the minds of a lot of younger people who will say, wow, the mayor is recognizing us. The mayor understands we rule. I take you back to the movie, The Warriors, which is now a cult classic. It had this iconic figure, Cyrus, who summoned all the gangs in the city in the early 70s to Van Cortlandt Park, the northernmost area of the city. They all came there by subways. They met thousands of them. Cyrus said, there are thousands of us. We outnumber the police, which at that time was absolutely true, because that's when I started the Guardian Angels. And the street gangs outnumbered the police by four to one. We can take over this city. And then you remember that memorable scene where someone in the crowd shot him, killed him, and ended up being blamed on the warriors who had to fight their way on the subways all the way back to Stillwell Avenue, Coney Island. The point being is, you don't romanticize. You don't embrace gangs. You don't elevate them. If they want to renounce their gangs, if they want to publicly laser out their tats, that they have on their necks, their hands, which shows either their gang membership or their affiliation or what subset they're with, that's fine. Then those are people you work with. But the gang member and the gang leader believes in the code of the streets, which has hampered the, the criminal justice system and kept people in those neighborhoods hostage. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. So why Eric Adams? Would you want to be dealing with these people? That would be like dealing with members of the five families of organized crime and saying, I want to deal especially with your hitmen who are responsible for a body count. That is absurd on the organized crime level. It is no different with the street crime level. So it is incumbent that Eric Adams, he said it, nobody else, it wasn't in a memo, came out of his mouth on the breakfast club. What gangs did you meet with? What gang leaders who were killers with bodies did you meet with? Where did you meet with them? Did you shake their hands? Did you embrace them? And is it your intention, if you are the person chosen to be our next mayor, to invite them to City Hall to incorporate them into your overall public safety program? Now, he has mentioned other groups, violence intervention groups, they do a good job. The problem is recently they had a meeting months ago uh, with Dermot Shea, the police uh, commissioner at one police plaza and the number two in charge of patrol, uh, Moynihan. And they told them, he said, look, we'll work to try to keep peace in the streets, but we won't snitch any of the gang members out. Now, if you're a violence interrupter, how are you going to stop violence if you're not going to snitch out the shooters, the killers, and the gang members who are responsible for the mayhem taking place in most uh, of our city? So let's be specific to Brooklyn. I took some of the indictments, and these were press releases from Eric Gonzalez, the DA there, who is a very dear friend of Eric Adams, the borough president, and obviously has grown up in Brooklyn. He grew up in the Lindsay Co-ops in Williamsburg. I've known him. Eric Adams knows him. These are key indictments that involve local gangs 
that were indicted for killings. Probably the most memorable, if you remember, was the one-year-old baby who was in the carriage at that park in Bed-Stuy. I believe it was over more than a year and a half ago in July. In fact, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, gave the eulogy. And for months and months and months, we had no suspects because the code of the streets took place. Months later, we learned that this was an ongoing battle between the Hoolies, that's one group, and the 900 gang, that's another group. And this was a continuation of the violence. I'd like to know if Eric, gang, uh, Eric Adams had met with the leaders of the Hoolies or the 900 gang or the Woos or the Chews. Now I know these are names that are not like Bloods or Crips because they're subsets like Trinitarios or MS-13 or Latin Kings. But there are so many subsets now that have killers that are part of the gang, uh, gang roles. The other issue that has to be addressed, and Eric Adams needs to be asked for a specific answer, because I have said we need to increase the number of gang members that we keep in the gang data basis of the NYPD. We certainly should eliminate some of the old time gang members who are feeble, who are senior citizens, who are no longer viable gang members. They should be taken off the list. This list has not been updated. But ever since the lockdown and pandemic, a whole new generation of gang members have been recruited and the initiation has been to shoot, to kill for most of these subsets and most of these groups. So I'm calling upon Eric Adams today to fess up and let us know who did you meet with? What gang leaders, what killers? And in fact, you plan on incorporating them into your overall public safety program. I'll tell you, Curtis Lee, who's dealt with so many of them in the streets and in the subways and in the parks, I will not recruit them as active gang members to be involved in any public safety program just as in recruiting them to join the guardian angels and not murderers, not killers. No, they don't qualify. They have to renounce their gang. They have to remove their tats and they can't be telling stories to young men and young women about the glories of being a gangbanger and wasting your adversaries. So hopefully Eric Adams before the voters have to finally choose on a new mayor will come clean on this. We either have an epiphany and decide this is not a, a good move, but he volunteered it. He said it on the breakfast show. And I think he has to explain who we met with, what gangs, and what his intentions are. So you've heard the side of Curtis Lewa, and that of course is uh, the uh, discussion or statement that he made regarding a call out to Eric Adams. It's doubtful Adams, who is uh, this days away from what many in his camp believe is an anointment vote by people, uh, will come out with any statement or reaction. Adams will probably just lay low, considering the two debates are over. That's it for now for Mike of New York. And we, of course, will come back with more topics on this. Street crime, street violence, street gangs. It's not a problem that New York is newly invented. It's a problem New York has dealt with for a very, very long time. It is something that New York will probably have to deal with in the years, months, weeks, and more ahead. I'm Mike of New York, and this has been a bonus feature.
on Eric Adams' claims and plans to deal with gangs by meeting them or becoming associated with them should he become mayor. That's all for now.